Hello and welcome to Time to Go podcast. Uh, my name is Rob McGibbon and this is an idea that, that God gave me and has been asking me to do for quite some time. Hopefully you've listened to the introduction to this podcast uh, and you listen to the uh, kind of layout as to where we're going over the next few weeks and months um, in terms of uh, what the, the topics we're going to be covering in, the, in, in these podcasts. Um, we're also going to have some special guests come and spend some time with us and chat to us. Uh, the first one will be in episode three, uh, when we're looking at signs and wonders and spiritual gifts. So look out for that one. That is going to be one that is not to be missed. Uh, but today I wanted to spend just a little bit of time thinking about this thing of what to do in the waiting. And we have just passed the year's anniversary of lockdown. And I'm sure it's an anniversary that, that nobody was ever wanting to celebrate or mark. Because let's be honest, uh, I don't think anybody has found uh, this period of lockdown and the pandemic easy. It's cost everybody uh, that, I, that I know something over this last few, over the last 12 months. That could be to do with, um, to do with grief and losing family members to the virus that could be to losing jobs that could be uh, to to being cut off from our family and friends and there are so many other reasons why this last 12 months have been has been difficult as we have lived almost in isolation but I want us to if we can and if it's not too painful to almost go back to last March uh, in uh, so March of 2020 and kind of think of everything that God was speaking out over that time uh, and we had lots of things didn't we over that time of that now is the time for us to stop to slow down to recalibrate and to almost reset now whenever I heard those kind of words coming out of the mouths of of either you know, people that are known as prophets or people that have got a prophetic gifting, it, I'll be honest with you, it made me want to give him a bit of a punch in the mouth because the way that I'm wired and the way that I think makes me realize that I, or makes me not want to stop. It makes me not want to slow down. It makes me not want to kind of, kind of almost retreat into the into my house to think about how we should be doing things differently and i found that incredibly difficult uh, and i think i found that incredibly difficult as well because when when i think about where we live and where we work there is an incredible need there is lots of poverty there is lots of of difficulty that is going on on the estate that we live in and then for us to be in this position where we're not actually allowed to see people face to face, we're uh, it's illegal for us to leave our house except for that one exercise a day and to go to the shops for um, those vital things that we need to survive. Um, I found that incredibly difficult and I found that incredibly hard. How can you support people from a distance? But yet every time uh, I, I, I watch some stuff from prophetic people for people that are known as prophets, the message that we were getting was to stop. The message that we were getting was to slow down. The message that we were getting was to retreat. And quite often you'd hear things like, now is the time to be on our knees seeking God so that we can recalibrate. Now that, yes, that was difficult, but at the same breath, it was also quite exciting. 
It is exciting because it means that we could it means that we are able to be in this place where we get to reimagine uh, and, and we get to rethink what church is like. And uh, a guy called Alan Hirsch, along with a few other guys, has written this book called Reformation. And Reformation is all about how we reframe church and how we reframe people and all that kind of stuff. It's a book that is really worth a read. So I just wanted to give that a little bit of a shout out. But perhaps uh, that first lockdown was all about how we reframe what church is like. Uh, and we heard so many people say during that first lockdown, that there is no way we are going to go back to the thing to the way things were uh, and and that's something that I found myself saying quite a bit that there's no way that when the government allows us to meet again, there is no way that we're going to go back to the way that things were okay uh, and I've heard so many different people say that, uh, but actually what we're, we're now in in lockdown three thousand three hundred and thirty two or something no we're in lockdown three aren't we um uh and we've gone through this real journey, although where I live in the in the northwest, it doesn't really feel like we've ever been out of lockdown. There's always been those restrictions. Um, but actually what there is now, there seems to be this desperation within the church to to be able to go back to our buildings so that we can meet together again so that we can worship. But actually, and, and that's important that we do meet together, but actually... I really feel that, that God's saying now isn't the time to rush back. Now is the time. We, I still believe that God is saying that we're still in that time of reset. We're still in that time of recalibration. We're still in that time of saying, just let's hold our horses for just a minute and let's begin to think about what God is really saying to us. And one of the things that I find really interesting is that we seem to have been at this point where uh, lockdown has been relaxed and we get excited about being able to go back to some level of normality. But then we see that this other wave of the virus and the pandemic has come in. And it's, it's almost as if God is saying, just wait, not yet. We're still not at the point yet where it's right for us to go back because there is a risk of us going back to normal and going back to the way that things were right at the beginning or right before we went into this place of lockdown. And I really do believe that God is doing something new at the moment. He is calling his church to something new. Um, uh, and that's been a conversation in our house for quite some time, uh, particularly between me and my wife, Susie. We've been talking about this new thing that God is doing. Uh, and, and my wife is incredibly prophetic. Um, and one of the things that she's uh, really been thinking about is, you know, it says in the book of Isaiah, doesn't it, that um, forget the former things. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Uh, and I think for so long the church has been so excited about the new thing that is that is coming and desperate for that, that we've forgotten about what it says before it says, see, I'm doing a new thing. And the words before that, it's, uh, the, the, the Susie is really uh, being reminding us about over the last few weeks is that, um, that thing of forgetting the former things. And so we almost need to forget about what's gone before in order for us to step into the new thing that God is doing. But I really don't think that the church is in this place where we are ready to forget the former things. And so I really feel that what God is doing is he's saying, this is still that point that we were in back in last March that all my people were talking about and the prophets were talking about of this. Let's just stop. Let's just pause. 
let's just reset uh, and allow ourselves to recalibrate so that when we can all meet together again and we can meet as church again, we won't go back to the, the form of things. We've forgotten the form of things and we'll be ready to step into this radical new thing that I believe that God is doing at the moment. And I want to spend a little bit of time now just thinking about Acts chapter 2. Um, you know, Acts chapter 2 is such an amazing passage and it's one that I think the church has revisited time and time and time again over the last few years. Um, uh, and it's, I just want to read out some of those words from Acts chapter 2, um, starting at verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And at that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem when they heard the loud noise. Everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed, the people from all over Galilee, and yet we hear, we hear them speaking in our own native languages. And then it goes, I'm not going to try and pronounce some of the languages, but that's when, uh, when Luke begins to unpack the different languages that were spoken that day. But all the believers were gathered together in one place and they were waiting. They were waiting for the power of the Holy Spirit to come. Uh, and that goes back to, uh, you know, kind of what Jesus said, the words of Jesus um, in Acts chapter 1, where he says that the power will come on you when the Holy Spirit comes. Uh, so Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it says this but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my my witnesses um, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth and so when Jesus ascended to heaven he, he took his last instructions to the disciples were that when I when my spirit comes you will see power to then go and tell everybody despite their languages about about the amazing news of Jesus and about the incredible gospel that they knew that they uh, that they that they believed that they followed and so the disciples went into this place of waiting. The apostles went into this time of waiting for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon them so that this new thing could be started and could be birthed through them. And then in Acts chapter 2, we read about what happens when the, when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spilled out of this upper room into the streets, into uh, the area around them uh, and were, had the, were given the ability to preach the gospel in so many different languages that so many people could understand the truth and the riches that we find in the gospel. But in order for that to happen, the disciples had to be okay with waiting. Now, the thing is, they didn't know how long they were going to be waiting for. Jesus didn't tell them that you'd be waiting a couple of months or 12 months or, or, or what have you before the, power, before the Holy Spirit came upon them um, in the way that we've read in Acts chapter 2. They were told to go and wait for that to happen. And there's actually something that's really important and really key in the waiting. And their posture had to be right before God. They had to have that posture of waiting. 
And that doesn't mean that the posture of waiting has to be on our knees, waiting uh, for, for God to move or waiting for God to do something. We can wait in so many different postures. And I think this is something that, that the church needs to readdress its teaching on. Because when we talk about waiting in the presence of God, we think that that has to be on our own in silence and just waiting. You know, and, and kind of when I, when I think about the difference between me and my wife, Susie, Susie is somebody who, who, who loves to spend time in that quiet place with Jesus, sometimes even face down. Uh, and I kind of look at what she was doing. And I'll be honest with you, I got a little bit jealous of that because I got jealous that Susie was able to, to, to wait and hear from God in that way. But the thing is that God has made us all completely different. He's made us all completely um, uniquely. And so we all connect with him in different ways. And I made a mistake of trying to almost copy how Susie would spend time with Jesus. And so I would I would regularly kind of find myself face down on the floor trying to do what she did so that I could hear from God in a similar way to what she did. Um, but the thing that happened is I ended up falling asleep and I didn't really spend any time with Jesus and I woke up feeling pretty grumpy because of I'd, I'd fallen asleep and I'd not spent any time in the presence of Jesus. But then I really felt God speak to me, say that my relation, his relationship with me is different to his relationship with Susie. And actually the way that I'm wired is that God speaks to me when I'm in the countryside, when I'm running. And so actually my posture in this waiting isn't face down in a room. My posture in this time of waiting is to be walking the hills and to be walking the area that I live in to hear God speak as I'm waiting. Uh, and so we need to make sure that our posture is right in this period of waiting. Uh, and as we're kind of, as, as Boris has, has announced um, this kind of roadmap out of um, out of lockdown as we're heading towards that magic date in June. Do you know what? There may even be things that delay that. There may be things that, that means it won't happen till July, August. I really hope it doesn't, by the way. That is not what I'm hoping for. I am praying that we are out of this lockdown as soon as possible. Because actually God wants to uh, to rebirth his church almost uh, and do something new at this time. But what I really feel that God is saying to us right now is, what is your posture? What is your posture before him? What are you doing in this time of waiting? Are you, do you know what your posture needs to be? But are you putting the time aside to really listen to Jesus and to really listen to what he is saying to his church at this time to allow us to forget the former things so that we can step into the new that he is wanting to do? I'm incredibly excited by this. Uh, and, and do you know what? We, we need to be ready. And this is this time of preparing that we are in at the minute. And so actually what I found helpful over the last few weeks and months is that I'm not thinking as this is a time of waiting because that time waiting means that we need patience. What I'm thinking of is this, the, the time that we're in now is a time of preparation and we need to move into that time of preparation and we need to make sure that we're ready so that when lockdown is lifted, we are ready to go in and step into the new that is coming. But here's the other thing very quickly before I finish this episode is that um, 
what we need to this this period of waiting doesn't mean that we stop getting the gospel out there because actually what I think the new that God is wanting to do is he's wanting to raise up brand new baby Christians into a position of leadership you know one of those cliched verses uh, throughout the church over the last few years has been Luke chapter 2 where where um, the, the, it says that the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers to the harvest field um, and, and kind of you know we I've heard that come up time and time again in, in particularly in the church that is missionally minded and and kind of outwardly focused is that the harvest is great but the workers are few and so we've prayed to the Lord for so long to send workers into the harvest field and the expectation is that that is going to be um, the kind of Christians moving into our, our communities and into our estates in order to, for us to be able to work but what i feel jesus is saying right now that that is the wrong approach that is the wrong way to think about it because yes the harvest is great and yes the workers are few but actually the workers for the harvest field aren't yet saved and so we need to use this time of preparation this time of waiting to preach the gospel in every sphere that we can and to do the broad scattering of the seed that we read about in the gospels and the parable that jesus told in order to bring people in to that harvest and for them to know who jesus is that they can then be sent out to gather the harvest and so this is a time of preparation this is a time of making the gospel of jesus known broadly so that when we are out of lockdown we can move into this new space I hope this has been helpful. I hope that this has spoken to you. Uh, I'm really excited about the time that we're in. And I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of the Time to Go podcast. Uh, I look forward to seeing you again in episode two, uh, where we look at uh, the difference between a stationary church and a mobile church, really trying to draw out from Acts chapter three, what we, what God might be trying to speak to us through that. So I'll be landing that at some point over the next week or two. Uh, but God bless you, and I hope you've enjoyed listening. I'd be love to hear your comments, so please leave them. But other than that, I, I will uh, look out for episode two, Stationary Church to Mobile Church, Acts chapter three. God bless you, and take care.